You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. In 2004, Noah Grove developed bone cancer in his left leg that resulted in an amputation. He was only five years old. Fast forward eight years later, and he finds himself at the Adaptive Sports Program at the Kennedy Krieger Institute, a Move United member organization based in Baltimore, where he would discover the sport of sled hockey. In 2016, after two years on the development team, Noah was named to the national team which, of course, won the gold medal against Canada in an epic game at the 2018 Winter Paralympics. Noah and the team hope to repeat that performance at the 2022 Winter Games in Beijing. Outside of the national team, Noah has played with the USA Warriors and is completing his bachelor's degree at Towson University. So, Noah, it's great to see you. It's great to see you, too. And talk to you, of course, as well. It's been a little while. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a minute. For those that that may not know, Noah is from my hometown in Frederick, Maryland. So uh, it's great to have a Paralympian in our hometown and a a, a local uh, Paralympic hero. (laughs) Good old Frederick, huh? Exactly. So so we've we've had a chance to interact a number of times, but uh, I think uh, what I might do is uh, kind of walk back a little bit. And for those that may not know your story and, and a little bit about you, um, I'll, I'll kick things off by, you know, I know that, that when you were, uh, at a really young age, you developed bone cancer in your left leg. And, uh, when you were five, you had to undergo an amputation. So, uh, maybe start there. And obviously you were young at that, at that point, but can you, can you remember and reflect on, you know, what, what that was like, what those decisions were like for you and your family at that time? Um, you know, thankfully, I don't remember too much. Uh, I do remember bits and pieces. It was, you know, super difficult having to go through chemo. Is honestly, I wouldn't even wish that on anyone. That is maybe the worst feeling, worst possible thing anyone could go through. Um, and you know, it definitely had a big impact on my family. You know, both my parents changed dramatically from that, and you know, they're definitely not the same person uh, from before that that they are now, and for the better too. But um, it was, like I said, it's so difficult, um, you know, having to sit there, like, you know, watching the chemo drip and, and all that. But mm-hmm. thankfully, I had probably one of the top support staffs as far as hospitals go in the entire nation. And, and I was really lucky to have had the people helping me and my family that I did. And and um, I know kind of. Uh, was was when you when you had your your left leg amputated were, were sports part of your rehabilitation at that time? Um, definitely played like you know like typical like kids games like growing up. Um, as far as like I, I definitely did some PT after. Uh, didn't really like wearing the prosthetic, but once I did, you couldn't. You know, I, I'd be all over the place with it. You know, I loved using the prosthetic. I was playing soccer, basketball, lacrosse, baseball. I, I played everything growing up. And I think it was a little, a little later. I think, if I remember right, you were like 13 when you, when you connected with Kennedy Krieger. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, uh, 2012. 
And so, so what, I guess from the age of five to like 12 or 13, um, how were sports, did you just not get involved in organized sports or were, were you just playing locally and in, in your neighborhood or what, where, where did sports fall into your life from that, from that ages of five to like 12 or 13? Uh, you know, I kind of, I had, my family had like been contacted by Kennedy Krieger about playing like miniature basketball, you know, softball, hockey, but I never really wanted to. I was always amazing on my prosthetic. So, you know, I was like, why would I want to do that if mm-hmm. I can already do able body sports? But, you know, as time went on, you know, the other kids like started catching up a bit. Um, and my mom took me out to try sled hockey one time and I absolutely fell in love with it. And I wish, I really wish I had started sooner. Um, that's <laughs> one of my biggest regrets for sure. But um, I was just thankful that I started at all, to be honest. And, and, and what was it about that particular sport? Uh, it was fast. Um, you know, the, the checking, the speed, um, uh-huh. no one in my family had played hockey. No one, absolutely no one. Uh, I was, I was the first person to play hockey. So, um, my parents were super into it and, and they loved the, the capital as a local team. Um, so it was super cool for them super cool for me. And, and they kind of finally, you know, they really helped me, um, as far as like getting into it and, um, helping me develop a passion for it, you know, taking me to games like all up and down the East coast. Um, and yeah, I, I couldn't <laughs> thank them more for getting me into it. And was it just that sport that you got involved in at Kennedy Krieger or did you try others while you were, while you were part of the program? Um, I played a couple of years of wheelchair basketball. Um, I played some wheelchair softball. I did a triathlon camp, which was pretty cool. Um, but that was as far as, being at Kennedy Krieger, that was the ones I tried. And so, and you mentioned uh, being really good on uh, with your prosthetic. Did you, uh, and, and the triathlon piece, did you consider, you know, uh, running or or participating in marathons or, or triathlons or anything along those lines? Um, not necessarily too much. I, I liked it. It was fun. I liked, I actually really liked the swimming part. That was a lot of fun. Um but never really tried to like get too much more into it. I don't know. I was kind of just focusing on hockey a lot. And um, <laughs> that was kind of like where my passion more or less lied. So one, once, once you tried sled hockey, you were, you were hooked that, that got you hook, line and sinker then. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, how, how many years did you play, play for the Bennett Blazers before, uh, before obviously moving on to a couple other teams that we'll talk about. Uh, but how long did you play with them? I played for them for two seasons, two full seasons. Okay. Um, and then after that, uh, I played on my first adult team. I played uh, as a volunteer for the Wounded Warrior team, uh, which was a lot, of, a lot of fun as a you know 15 year old learning from a bunch of you know adults who had been through uh, war and you know had their legs you know amputated from various injuries and all that, which was you know pretty cool to kind of have a bunch of older brothers. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a, a good. And welcoming to the sport too, right? Because they'll check you. They'll check you pretty yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, they they would always go hard on me in practice, you know, and kind of toughen me up a bit. And um, and and so, how did you how how did you realize, or when did you realize that you know I'm pretty good at this? I I may want to uh, see where this will take me. And then how kind of along those lines, where where in the where were you introduced to Paralympic sports? 
Um, you know, I, when I first made the development team is probably when I really started considering like, oh, I can, I can get very far in this. Um, you know, at the time I had just made the US amputee soccer team. Um, I had just started skiing and, you know, the, my instructors for skiing said that, you know, maybe this is something I can take to a Paralympic level. And, but as soon as I made the development team, I kind of, you know, put those a bit more in the, in the rear view mirror and focus a lot more on hockey. Um, you know, it, for me, like, I didn't realize like how good I, or how quickly I was, you know, improving. Um, mm-hmm. I was just doing what I thought everyone else was doing and I was trying to get as much ice time as possible. Um, once I got my car, uh, and my license, I was able to, my first car and license, I was able to, you know, go to the rink every day after school and get a little chunks of ice time here and there before high school teams started practicing. And, um, I'm thankful that I was able to have that opportunity because I know a lot of other people aren't. Yeah. And, and so you had some decisions to make, obviously in terms of Alpine, whether you wanted to do it with Alpine or, or cross country skiing or, or, and I know soccer is a big part of you and your family too. So uh, how was that decision between uh, amputee soccer and sled hockey? Uh, you know, it was pretty hard, especially after, while I was on the development team, I had my first, um, big tournament for the, um, amputee soccer team, uh, played really well. And, you know, everyone was saying like, oh, this is a sport I I could be amazing at. Um, and, you know, I kind of did wrestle with it for a bit. Um, and, but I, I kind of just stuck with sled hockey. Yeah. I just enjoy it so much more. Um, I do love, I do love soccer, but not to the extent that I love sled hockey. And <laughs> I think it was a year and a half after that, I made the national team and I knew that this was, you know, where I wanted to be. And what w- was that when you realized I made the right decision? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and so I know you made the, the national team in 2016. Um, and, and then, of course, we'll, we'll talk about the the last Paralympic Games because we're leading up to the a new set of Paralympic Games. Um, when, so you were on the national team for two years. Um, what was it like being uh, on, you know, an amazing team that had won a number of uh, golds and, and, you know, either at the Worlds? And, and so how, how was it like being at that level of, of elite sport? Um. You know, it, it was different for me. Um, I had a lot of self-doubt um, and, and still do, but more so back then, uh, like as a younger kid on the national team, you know, everyone's expecting you to, or maybe not everyone, but I was expected of myself to be like a superstar player, like, you know, in the next couple of years or so. And it was really frustrating for me to like fail essentially in, in practices and, and games and stuff and, and not get the results that I really wanted. Um and honestly, the first two years on the national team, I didn't enjoy as much as, you know, these last three and a half years on the national team. And, you know, it was after those games that I finally realized like, hey, like, you know, you got to work hard, but you got to go easy on yourself too. Like you can't, you know, be beating yourself up or, you know, you got to really find ways to get better and not just, you know, find every single negative. You got to you know pat yourself on the back sometimes because everyone out here on this team has worked hard to get to where they are today. That's for sure. Yeah, and I know back then you were obviously, as you said, as you said, the youngest player on the team, but also with a lot of 
veteran players, not not just military veterans, but which which is the case, but also uh, uh, guys that have been on the team for a, n- a number of Paralympic Games, for example. Right. Yeah. No, those guys definitely helped pave the way to you know the kind of player that I am today. Um, and even still being one of the younger guys, I'm still learning from the top guys, even if I've been, you know, teammates with them for the last five years. And, you know, that's something that I'm super thankful for is that these guys are super close. And since I've been on the team, the team has just gotten closer and everyone's gotten better. Like this team now would body the team from 2018 for sure. (laughs) Without a doubt, we would crush them. Um, really? And Mm. yeah. And, and that's honestly like a testament to how hard that, you know, everyone's been working to either make the team or stay on the team, um, which is honestly super beautiful. And and I love to see it. And everyone's super excited for the games. I imagine, you know, part of it's also just because I think in general, I see the, the elevation of Paralympic sport, uh, you know, being elevated, not only here in the country. So, yes, it's harder to make the national team now than it would have been, you know, five years ago. But even at the international level, too, it's just all being elevated uh, you know, uh, across the board. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. There's, you know, there's never been a time where it's been harder and, you know, you see guys come up, like they'll be on the development team and you're like, yeah, they're probably next up. And then, you know, they just never make that jump. And, uh, it's hard for a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people understand the work that these 17 guys have put in to get to where they are today. And, and so you said that this team would crush the 2018 2018 team what is the difference that you see between that team and and what are the changes between that team and this team i know a couple you know big names have, have retired and and uh and and stepped away a little bit from from at least competing in the sport so what what would you how would you describe the challenges and, and changes um i think it's a bit of culture change in the locker room um like i said i've really enjoyed these last three and a half years on the team maybe not as much as the first two years that's for sure um but everyone else who has made the team since then has had the mindset of you know this is the team these are my brothers and we're grinding together and i'm playing for the guy next to me and the guy across the room you know and that's you know beautiful in itself i mean we've never had i mean we've had we've had that um but it for me like being on the team for the last five years this is you know, really something special that to see everyone in the room and not just maybe a couple of guys who are carrying the load. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and I know, I know you said, I know you described a couple of reasons why you love the sport, but maybe for those that have not, you know, heaven forbid, they have not seen the sport. How would you, de- how would you describe the sport to, you know, someone who hasn't, hasn't seen it or hasn't experienced it? Um, it's the Paralympic version of ice hockey. You're sitting down in a sled, which is a metal frame with skate blades on the bottom. And you have two sticks with picks on the bottom that you use to propel yourself with and hit the puck at the same time. <laughs> it, it, a lot of people, when you describe it, like as you're saying it, you have to show them pictures. I have a whole album on my phone of pictures so people kind of get the gist because they'll give me weird quizzical looks and then uh-huh. you know, throw out the pictures and they're like, oh, you know, that makes total sense now. Um, and a lot of people actually have seen it before. Like they'll be like, "What's sled hockey?" And then you'll show them pictures, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I've seen that before." Like, you know. So I, I think it's more just getting exposure, and, and hopefully this Paralympics will help with that. 
Yeah, I think I think it definitely will. And and you're right. I mean, trying to explain it is difficult. When I had a chance to get out and experience it on the ice, you know, my, myself once, and it's like, wow, this is. And it's a, it's very difficult if you have you know, and it, and it takes some getting used to for sure. Um, when you're out on the ice, realizing that you not only have to um, propel yourself with basically the same stick as, as that you're using to hit. Uh, the mm-hmm. puck so it's not an not an easy thing to to grasp right away <laughs> yeah you you definitely have to have a lot of practice to do it well and so as we as we uh, are lead into beijing what what are maybe your expectations or the team's expectations in terms of um repeating the repeating the gold medal uh win or is that is that a an expectation going into to beijing for sure. Nothing less than that would be acceptable, honestly. And and everyone who is at the residence program right now will tell you the same thing. And they all know that they're grinding for that gold medal and that if we do our job, it'll show on the ice when we get to Beijing. Um, as far as personal goals, you know, I've, I've had like some as far as like challenges with scoring. So I'd like to kind of improve on that a, little, a bit more. Um, and just kind of like play like comfortably, like a a lot of times during games. um, I haven't been very comfortable Um, during practices. I am. And, you know, I think it's kind of just reaching outside my comfort zone in practices and having to translate to games is what, what I really need to make happen. And uh, you're still playing position of forward, right? Yeah. Yes. And and so for those that may not know, what is, what is that position? Um, So in hockey, there are three forwards and, and two defensemen. Um, two wingers and a center for the forwards. Uh, centers take the draw, but as far as like sled hockey goes, it's a lot of like positionless stuff, kind of like how the NHL is evolving nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you may have forwards who are playing back more, or you may have D that that jump up more, or vice versa. And so, um, it's really trying to just find that balance has been uh, we've, what we've been working on in our practices recently. And I, I think everyone is has kind of on the same page and got the gist of what we're trying to do here. And then, so, so how, obviously uh, we've been all globally dealing with this pandemic. How has the pandemic impacted the team team's ability to either come together or practice uh, or has it impacted uh, the team? Um, It's definitely had like some impacts. Um, We moved into the residence program last week, like just over a week ago. Um, and we had a couple guys who were in COVID protocols, like you couldn't come out. Uh, thankfully, we haven't had anyone knock on wood test positive mm-hmm. um, while we've been here. Um, but starting tomorrow, we'll have everyone, every single player out here. Um, and we have a bunch of ground rules set, like, you know, no going out to public places without a mask on. Um, try to limit your, you know, your time out in public places. Um because if we test positive and you know you give it as other people, now you know a bunch of players can't go. Like, and it all depends on the window that you test positive. So we're trying to limit the risk and and exposure, and you know doing a lot of door dashing and and Instacart orders and and stuff like that just to make it a little bit easier on ourselves. And in terms of other team engagements between now and Beijing, is there another residency or anything else, or will you? Uh, not see the team again until you all travel over to China. Um, no, we're in this residence program until 
February 19th. And then we get like two or three days with our family and then we'll head, we'll head to LA for processing and, and then from there to China. Okay. Yeah. And, and then, so outside of, uh, the team, how has the pandemic impacted you personally? Um, you know, like I said, knock on wood, like no one in my family has gotten sick. Um, my family's been pretty cautious. Um, you know, both my parents are in real estate, so it's kind of a business that, you know, needs to kind of keep chugging along. Um, <laughs> so they try to do as much, you know, stuff like remotely or, you know, wearing masks at all times kind of thing. And, and we've been very, very lucky as a family to have had no one get sick. Um, we know people who have gotten sick. We know people who have gotten, you know, deathly ill. Mm-hmm. Um, so thankfully we, we haven't had any problems with that so far. And so outside the national team, um, you know, where, where are you with college? I know that, uh, I know, um, you're still, still in school, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of taking the scenic route, um, <laughs> as far as school goes. That's all right. Uh, I did, t- I did too. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I started at university of New Hampshire and after two years I transferred to Towson, um, finishing up, I got two more semesters after, uh, I'll finish next May. Um, with a degree in family and human services, which would be super cool. Um, looking to go into something maybe like family policy or, or I really like, uh, like the research in like demographics and like how policy affects them and, um, like what we can do better, you know, as, as government, as people, as, you know, whatever to, you know, kind of move ourselves on into the right track and, help people out honestly and i know uh you know i mean i appreciate you you talking about that because i know not not everyone has a clear a clear you know path and 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 so uh are you are you able to talk about why you decided to choose uh, transfer i mean and i know we all there are a lot of decisions a lot of us make those those types of decisions you know frequently so what was it uh about about you that you wanted to make that decision to transfer uh, honestly, I've changed like the path and direction I've wanted to go a dozen times or so. But um, as far as transferring, I just wanted to be closer to home. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was so far away and it's so cold. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> will tell you that I, I'm here in Nashville and it's only like you know mid 40s and I'm wearing a big puffy jacket. Everyone's like, you're crazy. <laughs> um, so, so the guy who plays sled hockey doesn't like the cold. <laughs> no, no, no. I I don't like the cold at all. If, if if there was a rink where uh you know out in Florida or whatever that will take me, I'll go. But um, you know uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely moved back because it was a bit too cold and a bit far from home. Oh, definitely. I I understand that. And and um, and and one of the things that I know that you've done, Noah, is um. Uh, is go back and give back. So I know that you've, uh, I believe you've been to Kennedy Krieger. I know you've been to like MedStar and some other. So, so talk about, you know, why that's important and, and some of the things that you do when you, when you go and visit uh, those places. You know, it, it's honestly super important because like as someone who has gone through something like super traumatic, like, you know, people need support. Like, whether you think you're strong enough or, or you think you and your family can, can do it alone. Like you need all the support you can get because it's going to affect you no matter what. And, you know, being able to give back and to help in any little way I can, that, that means a lot to me. 
And so when you when you go and you visit, do you just interact with uh, other, you know, the patients that are there at the time? Do you, do you give talks? Do you um, kind of walk them through your own experiences? What what have you found works in terms of either for you or for them? Uh, I really like going to these places and then meeting kids and, and families who are going through something, you know, um, yeah, having the, having the gold medal and then seeing the you know families and the kids faces light up is, is something, you know, that's something they won't forget. And, you know, it's, it's a bright day in, in their lives that they'll, they'll remember. And, um, and, and for me too. And, um, I'm just super thankful to, to be able to do that and, and to have people who, who want me to come out at, and to meet me and, that's awesome. Uh, I love it. it. It's it's super fun. And and how long do you want to or uh, expect to continue to play? Um, I I definitely think I can make twenty twenty six. Um, we'll see after that. Um, twenty thirty is definitely on the board. I don't know about twenty thirty four. That's <laughs> so far down the road from now. But we're gonna take it one Paralympics at a time, and I'll let you know understood and so you 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 envision sport and particularly slit hockey being a part of of your life for at least a while a, quite a while then right yeah for sure that's for sure and 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 what is it about sport what um in general i mean why why do you why do you play sports um you know i i'm super competitive my family's super competitive i've, I've grown up with competition um my granddad was a, a jockey, thoroughbred jockey, you know, won almost right. 4,000 races. That's right. My dad played soccer in, in high school and college, was all state. And, you know, my brother too. So, you know, and we're always, you know, competing in literally everything. It'll be like who can get home from the grocery store the fastest or like, you know, who can put away the most dishes kind of thing. And, um, that's something that I've grown up with and, and come to like really embrace the competition and, you know, know when, you know, if you're not first, you're last kind of thing. And, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I've definitely come to embrace it and I'm really thankful for, for those little things that have kind of helped me to you know get that competitive edge. Uh, Noah, is there anything we haven't talked about that you'd like to just kind of share? Uh, no, I, I think you hit on a lot of stuff. Again, I, I'm super excited to have this opportunity to go to the Paralympics um, for a second time, and and especially to do it with this group. I, I wouldn't want to do it with any other group of people, that's for sure. Uh, well, you know, you you have a bunch of people, at least in Frederick, Maryland, rooting for you, as well as obviously across the country. And if there are folks that are interested in following you, are you are you active on any social media platforms that that uh, folks can connect you connect with you, or or at least follow your journey? Yeah, I, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I've been posting a lot of like the workouts and stuff that we've been doing with the trainer down here. Um, Noah underscore Grove on Instagram and NC Grove underscore 16 on Twitter. If you want to follow along. Awesome. Thanks for joining me, Noah. Appreciate it. Thank you, Sean.